Welcome to Theology Matters, where we help people see all of life through a biblical worldview. First of all, I just want to thank you guys for liking this page and tuning in to the videos and and what we're doing here. Um, my heart and my goal is to help people develop a biblical worldview, specifically Christians develop a biblical worldview. Did you know the statistics are telling us that only around 9 to anywhere from 9 to 15% of Christians hold to a biblical worldview? Only 9 to 15% of Christians sitting in our churches hold to a truly biblical worldview. And my heart has been grieved by this. And this is why I have created this page is to help Christians um, develop that biblical worldview. Now, this page is never to take the place of the local church. Um, you should be uh, in the local church, serving in a local church, growing in a local church. This is nothing, this page is a supplement to that, uh, to answer some of those tough questions that you may have uh, about the Christian faith, about the Bible. And by the way, if you have any questions about the Christian faith, about the Bible, about what we believe in, why we believe it, and why that matters, um, maybe a question that's been burning in your mind and heart for a long time that you would like answered, uh, shoot me a message here on Facebook. I would love to do some of those. Most of the time, the questions that you have, other people have. Um, and if you don't want your name mentioned, I will not mention your name at all. Today, I'm going to answer a question that was texted to me yesterday, and I'm not going to mention that person's name today that texted me that. Um, I know they probably don't mind, but I didn't ask for permission, so I'm not going to use their name today. And this question is one of those big questions that we have um, that I've been asked through the years in ministry over and over and over and over again. And it's one of those questions that it's a big question. Um, it it uh, helps form how you uh, view God, how you view man, and how you view, view their relationship together, uh, how God relates to humanity and how humanity is to relate to God. So it's one of those Big questions, and it's one of those questions we have to get right, um, or we're going to have a really big misunderstanding of who God is, of who we are, and how we are to relate to this God and how this God of ours relates to us. So I want to answer that today. Um, I wanted to do it on here because I believe this will be beneficial for uh, all of us today because it's one of those big questions that gets asked a lot. So put your thinking caps on uh, and get your seatbelt and let's buckle up because we are about to dive in it. All right. Again, welcome to Theology Matters. 
Um, my name is Pastor Dwayne Modlin, and uh, we are going to be dealing with one of those big questions today that I got asked yesterday uh, through text and one that I've been asked throughout my years in ministry. So let's look at that question. Did God create humanity because he was lonely? Did God create humanity because he was lonely? Wow, that's, a, that's one of those big questions, right? Um, so let's dive in today. First of all, I just want to, I can answer this question right off the bat, and then I'll frame that answer for you guys so you can understand it. God do, did not and does not need us. God did not and does not need us. That answers the question, but why? You know, I've even heard some preachers through the years, um, you know, just not, they're not bad preachers. They're not bad people. They just, they were just naive and not understanding, um, the scriptures on this matter. And I, I've heard them say things like after God created the world and the animal life, God found himself lonely. So he created mankind. You know, that may be a sweet and heartwarming sentiment, but it's simply not true. God is independent of mankind. God does not need the rest of creation for anything. He doesn't need us for anything. All right, so let's frame this a little bit. And one of the ways we need to frame it is to understand the doctrine of the Trinity. Now, the doctrine of the Trinity is one of those fundamental doctrines that we must believe in order to be considered a historic and biblical Christian. Um, this is one of those doctrines that you must believe in order to be considered a genuine Christian. So, what is the doctrine of the Trinity? The doctrine of the Trinity it says that, with, that there is one being, God, who exists in three persons. Now, I wish I had time to break that down today, but I don't. Maybe I'll do that in the future if you guys would like that. Leave me a message if you would like uh, in the comments if you would like me to talk about the Trinity. But I don't have time to talk about the definitions of being and persons today. But historically, this is what Christians have believed, that within the, the one being God, there exists three persons. Now, to understand who God is, you have to understand that whatever God is by nature, whatever God is in attribute, in his attributes, in his character, he's had to always be. Now, remember, God is eternal. He has always existed. God is outside of time and space. He created time and space. Thus, he's outside of it. But the Trinity, why is that important to understanding this question on why God created us? Because God is by nature, nature a relational being. And he has been in relationship within the Trinity for all eternity. The Father the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit have always existed in relationship. So, to say God was 
lonely is to fundamentally misunderstand the nature of who God is. And if we get that wrong, we end up with a God of our own imagination and not the God of the Bible. So, God did not create humanity because he was lonely. Let's look at Acts chapter 17, verses 24 and 25. It'll help us frame this a little more. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands. Now, is God worshipped with men's hands? Yes. So he's going to frame and qualify this statement with his next statement. Nor is he, God, worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything. Since he gives to all life breath and all things. This text lets us know that God needs nothing from us. We add nothing to his to his being, to his persons. We add nothing to who God is. To say that God created us because he was lonely would mean that God needed us. And the text clearly lets us know that God does not need our worship. He does not need our relationship. He doesn't need us. Job 41 and 11. Now, Job, we know the story of Job. Most of us know it. Um, Job had lost everything. He had lost his children. He He was a wealthy man. He lost all of his wealth. He lost his homes. He lost um, even his health. And uh, Job is struggling. Job had some questions. And Job begins to ask God these questions. But God doesn't answer Job's questions. He begins to ask Job questions. Now, before he asks Job some questions, he comes to Job and says, Job, brace yourself like a man because I'm about to talk to you. Now, I'm not sure how I would have responded if God had said, Dwayne, you better brace yourself like a man because I'm about to talk to you. I'm not sure how I would have responded if God would have said that. Uh, I probably would have been, would be terrified if God had said something like that to me. But God begins to ask Job these questions. And here's one of those questions in Job 41.11. Who has preceded me? Who's before God? No one. No one has ever existed before God. And then it goes on that I should pay him. Everything under heaven is mine. Everything under heaven is God's. Who preceded me, God says. And and that is a rhetorical question because the answer, of course, is no one. 
And because uh, no one precedes God, God owes no one nothing. What God is saying to Job is, Job, you've asked me these questions, but you know what? I don't owe you an answer. I don't owe you an answer for why I've allowed you to go through these things. I'm not in debt to you, Job. Uh, And Job, I I don't even owe you uh, this communication that we're having right now. I don't owe you anything, Job. I don't owe you this relationship that we have, Job. I don't owe you uh, the blessings that you had. They were given because I'm I'm gracious and I'm good. Um, And I'm gracious and good no matter what you have. Uh, That is who I am by nature, and I owe no one nothing. I am creator, and you are creation. Wow. That puts things in perspective. God does not need us. He is not in debt to us. Psalms 50 says, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. God is saying that everything belongs to him, that he belongs to nothing. He is self-sufficient and self-contained. He is contingent upon no one for his existence. And to say that he created us because he was lonely is to say that we would add to who he is. And we could never add to who God is. So so God does not need us. He is self-contained and self-sufficient. He is contingent upon no one for his existence. So God created us because he wanted us, not because he needed us. This is... What separates Christianity from every religion? Um, Now, the only worldview that makes sense is a theistic worldview. Um, And there's only three religions in the world that hold to a theistic worldview. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And Christianity is the only one that makes sense of who God is by nature. Again, he is Trinity. And whatever God, whoever God is by nature, he has always had to be by nature. Okay, so let's break this down. If God is love, if God is a loving and gracious and merciful God, he's had to be loving, merciful, and gracious for all eternity. And the only way for God to be loving is for God to be Trinity. For God to be one being in three persons, and these three persons have been in a loving relationship for all eternity. If God is not Trinity, he cannot be, <coughs> excuse me, loving. And the reason is, again, whoever God is by nature He's had to be for all eternity. So, if God is loving, and he is gracious, and he is merciful, then he has to be Trinity. 
because he has been in loving relationship within the triuneness of his being. Wow. I told you to put your thinking caps on. All right, so let's look at Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one, will save you. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Wow. Here goes this idea again that God wants us. He doesn't need us. He wants us. And this is the beautiful thing about Christianity is that, and it's hard for us to grasp this because of our humanness and the fact that uh, we need each other. We need relationships. Um, today, my, my wife um, called me and... Uh, She's a school teacher, so she's out for the summer, and she was home, and she uh, just called. She wanted to check on me and see if I wanted some lunch, see if I was hungry, and she went to Subway and picked me up something to eat and brought it here, and uh, we had lunch together here at the church office. Um, I need my wife. I cherish that relationship, and I understand that I need her. I understand that I need my church family. I need those relationships. We All of our relationships are based on our need. But God doesn't need us. So it's hard for us to grasp that God doesn't need us but want us. But this is the beautiful thing about Christianity. That even though God doesn't need anything from us to complete who he is, he wants us. Wow, he doesn't owe us, but because he is relational and loving and gracious, he calls us into relationship with himself in a loving relationship. And that love was demonstrated to the extreme, and we can uh, see that love in the person of Jesus Christ that God would take flesh upon himself, dwell among a people, a rebellious people, a people who had rejected him. Remember the Bible says in Romans chapter 3 that no one seeks God, no one wants God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So God comes in the person of Jesus Christ, wraps himself in flesh, lives among us sinless, the sinless Son of God, and then he dies in our place. We see at the cross that both God's justice and his love are meted out on the one person of Jesus Christ. His justice in the sense that the sinless Lamb of God, the sinless Son of God, died as a sinner for sinners. Um, we were... Uh, under the wrath of a holy and righteous God. And we justly deserved that wrath. But God came in the person of Jesus and took upon himself, God took upon himself the wrath and the justice that was owed to us. Wow. 
We were lawbreakers. We broke God's law. We deserve justice. And if God is just, someone had to be punished. God took that punishment for us. So his justice and his righteousness and holiness would be satisfied. But in that, we also see that God loved us because he sent his son and his son willingly gave his life to give us freedom from sin and call us into relationship with the Father, not because he needed us, but because he wanted us. Jesus didn't owe us anything but wrath and justice. But Jesus took that wrath upon himself and offers us grace and mercy. This is the reason God created us, to display his love and glory, not because he needed us. Genesis, he chose to make mankind in his image. Genesis 1.27. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God. He created them, male and female. He created them. We're created in the image of God. And since God is relational, and we see that within the Trinity, we are by nature relational. And he has called us into relationship with him, not because he needed us. We're the ones that need him. It's simply because he wanted us. God, out of his relationship in the Trinity, poured out into creation love and grace and mercy. And because God is a relational being, he has called his apex of creation, humanity, who he created in his image, into relationship with him. And when that relationship was broken because of our sin, it was God who took the initiative and came in the person of Jesus to bring us back into relationship with him. I hope this has helped you guys understand um, why God created us and who God is. Um, and again, thank you so much for tuning in and watching. Um, and I pray and, and ask you to share these videos um, with people and pray that it will help them understand what we believe while we believe it as Christians. Share the page. Invite people to the page. Um, so, um, I hope this has been beneficial. And again, if you have any questions, shoot me those questions and I will answer them just like I did with this one today. God bless. Mm -hmm.